welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Welcome back, Andrew, Adam and Johnny to the podcast for our main show on Tuesday night. And a big heartfelt thank you to Germany, Frankfurt. It was an incredible time. Me and Sky uh, were over there for the New England Patriots Colts game. Um, a hell of a long way to go for a 10-6 result. Uh, it was very much freezing cold. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that and move on to the rest of the NFL. Um, firstly, <clears throat> I, I will get us out get us out of the way in a way. I'd like to have a say a massive, massive thank you to some of the people who, who actually made our weekend so much fun. It, it, both weekends in Frankfurt, and that is um, Quinn and Salim, who we met at the Chiefs Patriots game. Great cracking guys. Um, from Manchester, who who loved chatting um, about the NFL. Um, the guys over at Talk Sport, who we had a couple of beers with, Sam Quek, bought shots. I mean, crazy as well. Um, and then this weekend, uh, Steve, his son Devin, Brett, who uh, took me in Sky for some Mexican food, and we had a, a whale of a time with them. Shane from the Irish guys over at the NFL there, really, really, really cracking guy. Also, George as well, George on sport. George Edge, who's obviously a big, big friend of this podcast. He was a, a great fun as well, and he did some fantastic content while we were there. Um, yeah, not a game we should probably talk too much about because not much happened. Um I mean, Johnny, it was it was actually we were saying it's it's a, it was a bit of a must win game for the Patriots, but also a, a must win game for the Colts. But no one was that excited about wanting to win this game. Really, it wasn't. You know, I know the Chiefs Dolphins was such a, a big game, but this game obviously fell a bit flat. But actually, a huge win for the Colts. Yeah, a huge win for the the Colts. I mean, watching this from from my sofa back at home, I don't think I I got up once to to uh, you know shout and scream about a, a play, but it was you know just one of those games, I suppose. Defense was the um, you know the main talking point on both sides of, of the field, um, and yeah, I think the Colts, you know, obviously. Um, uh, team to score a touchdown that was a difference um in the game but the Patriots I think did enough to um to 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 potentially you know win that game they were in positions and obviously came down to the play of their of their quarterbacks which um you know obviously they lost trust in Mac Jones who threw a poor pick and then Bailey Zappi comes in and does exactly the same um yeah, it was it was you know obviously a, a brilliant occasion, and I know you uh, yourself and Sky had a brilliant time in in Germany. I think it's been such a you know a great spectacle to have the NFL go over to um, you know stay in Europe for a, a, another year. It's great to see it growing. Um, let's just hope they can get uh, you know a bit of a better game next next year. Um, but yeah, I think for for the, for the Colts, um, you know they'll take positives from uh, from getting. You know, a, a, another win. I think Minshew was was okay, and you know, obviously he's been. You know, I think Custard is one of the you know better backups uh, um, in in the NFL, and I think Shane Stackman's doing a great um, um, job in his in his first year uh, to get the Colts to to to, to five and five. Um, you know, after the Germany game, they've got a real chance of of causing a bit of a stir and not say it's in in the AFC South. Um, and yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it's it's um, one one team's looking upwards and one uh, is definitely looking down. I'm not sure I can get any worse for the Col- uh, for the for the Patriots. Um, obviously, with with Mac Jones and but the options below him are, uh, are probably even worse. Which is which is yeah, a, a shame obviously. But from a Jets perspective, I'm quite quite happy. <laughs> I will say that um, there's obviously 
been a big thing throughout history with Bill Belichick in press conferences. And I am going to confirm it is incredibly true. Um, the sky said it was horrible him walking in <laughs> and just knowing how his mood was going to be, how he was going to react and how he did react. Obviously, Andrew, the big story was him, him benching Mac really at the end of the game for, for, for Bailey Zappi. And there was some rumour that Mac was hurt. I don't really believe he didn't really answer the question. He just said, you know, we believe in all of our players here, I think was what he said. Very, very Bill Belichick answer to make. But do you think that was a, what do you think of that move at the end of the game when you could potentially go down the field and win? And actually, I thought the best play in the game was Mac Jones's run. And after he and after he ran, he got up and he was seriously pumped up, seriously fired up. And it was it was the personality that I think this Patriots team is lacking, really. Yeah, I think um, the organisation and especially the head coach and uh, Bill O'Brien as well. You can see Bill O'Brien screaming at him on the sideline and shouting at Mac Jones. I think they're just out on him and they've just lost confidence in him. Um, and I think they, um, <clears throat> now looking at their, their record of like two and eight, they're kind of maybe in their head going, do we want to win any more games? Do we, you know, should we, do we just put Bailey Zappier in there and, and just, you know, see where it goes? I just think he, he's obviously not got a great relationship with, uh, Belichick or O'Brien. It doesn't seem to be gelling. Like I said, I, I think, was it, was it last week, week before we were talking about it? And I was just like, Mac Jones looks like he recoils when people like shout at him. He just doesn't really uh, work well with that type of head coach. He needs someone to put his arm around them and G him up and, and have that bit more of a laugh and, and swagger about it rather than shouting at them. So I just don't think they think that they can get the best out of him. And I think he's, he's found his ceiling and, and they're a bit out on him now. And Adam, this win for the Colts, like I said, it's actually a massive win. They're five and five in the division now, which is third behind the Texans, who are five and four, Jags, who are six and three. Still very, very much in the mix. And I have to say, we, we've like we've said about certain teams having a lot of good players on, on paper. And I have to say, this Prescott, although I've not been to loads of press conferences, we've been very privileged to go to a few now. Their players, I felt, were like the most almost personable. They didn't give stock NFL answers. They seemed to have some character, like J J Jonathan Taylor, who, who, I mean, was painted a bit of a villain just a month and a half ago, which seemed incredibly personable, incredibly fun. All of them, DeForest Buckner seemed like an incredible, Zaya Franklin seemed like an incredible leader too. Like they, they all seem to, they all seem to shine. And I mean, you know, it's very different, obviously, if they lost it, maybe in a different kettle of fish altogether. But can the Colts have, do you think they've got maybe something going on here if, if, if Anthony Richardson wasn't injured maybe as well? I actually think that they might have something going on because Anthony Richardson's injured. Um, I think no. the, the problem with Richardson, there was a lot of rushing and that doesn't necessarily suit like Pittman and Downs and, and them sort of weapons. So I do think having someone like Minshew who's more willing to pass the ball a bit more might be the reason that you're seeing this happen uh, a little bit at the moment. I think it's a really open division. I mean, we kind of all went, the Jags are going to win this one. Um, I, I think we all kind of felt like the Texans weren't going to have developed as quickly as they had, um, that the Colts were going to struggle, you know, new head coach, a bit like the Texans really, kind of new QB as well. So that was always going to be an issue for them. And that the Titans just weren't that team that they have been in the past. So I think we kind of felt that, 
this was the Jags to have. And so it's a little bit surprising that the Texans and the Colts have been able to do what they've done. Uh, but yeah, I think it's um, the Colts definitely have something to build on. I think Richardson will get better. I, I really do. I think it's just going to take time for him. And, you know, the more games he plays, obviously, the better he will get. But I just think that at the moment, I think they're probably winning more games because of having Minshew there and, and just sort of like being a little bit more uh, sort of it, it suits the setup a little bit more at the moment. Our friend uh, Devin, when we chat to him about him being, him being a Colts fan, he reckoned that Minshew's the best backup in the NFL. Do you think that's a, a fair statement when you think about what the backups are? I mean, this, this is to everyone, really. Everyone wants to sort of charm in for that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, sorry, 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 I think we're all we're all agreeing, aren't we? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Josh Dobbs, I suppose, but he's he's been named starter. I mean, mm. he's starter and he's named starter of the Vikings. I know he's probably technically a backup, True. but yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I suppose so. It's the same situation with Kirk Cousins being injured. He wouldn't be starting if Kirk wouldn't even be there. He would be in the Cardinals, but then. If Kyler came back in, he'd be probably benched again. So you could argue, I could argue, you could argue Josh Dobbs for sure. I think he's definitely in the conversation as well. Um, we, we are going to sound like a bit of a, a, a bit of a broken record because we did sort of talk about this last week, but it is recent news. But um, the Buffalo Bills have fired their offensive coordinator today, Ken Dorsey, and they've brought an interim coordinator, Joe Brady, after their loss to the Denver Broncos, losing twenty-four to twenty-two in the late game of the week. Um, I know we we sort of touched on last week about um, McDermott being on the uh, being on the hot seat, um, <clears throat> but I mean Andrew, this Bills team, what's what's going? It feels like it's just crumbling. You know, this Broncos team got absolutely embarrassed by their divisional rival in the Bills, but against the Dolphins. I know we said that was a bit of a, a not a fluke game because they won very, but you know you don't get games like that all the time. It was very out of nowhere, but. The, the, the Bills, we've said, needed to make a change and needed to change it up, and they, they've gone and done this. I mean, it doesn't scream the Super Bowl potential anymore, like like everyone thought at the start of the season. Yeah, I mean, I've seen this coming for a little while out now. It's why I brought it up uh, last week to the guys to, to discuss. You know, I think um, I had a few words to say about McDermott, of whether he's got a ceiling in coaching uh, because he is a defensive-minded coach and he's not being able to push that offence forward. Uh, I think getting rid of Dorsey was was probably the right decision. I think uh, we saw Josh Allen progress and do better and clean up those um, interceptions and turnovers when Dayball was there. But now he's gone, they've come back. So, yeah, I think they needed to do something to try and put a bit of energy into that offence. They've never managed to get the run game going. The O-line always seems to be struggling despite the fact they always bring in players. So I just think that, like I said, I think there is a ceiling with the coaching staff there with the team they've got. And if they don't do something now and then they're going to end up, uh, we mentioned it last week, they're going to end up losing digs, aren't they? Loads been talked about that saying, get out and go somewhere else and, and try because it, it's just going to be too much of a uh, bigger time frame to turn it around, especially in that division where everybody else is, is sort of uh, moving forward uh, to a certain extent, like the Dolphins, where there's a lot of hype about the, the 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 Jets, obviously when they get Rogers back and things like that. So, yeah, I think they needed to do something. Uh, and um, 
you know, Dorsey's fallen on the sword, I think, a little bit by going, we've lost, it was bad, it was embarrassing. We've got to make a change so people aren't on our backs and just booing. Uh, so, unfortunately, that's the guy that's had to make way um, in order for them to try and move forward. And Joe Brady's the next guy up who worked with the LSU guys in that big 2019 championship. So, uh, could be the right guy for them. Specifically, someone who's saying that Stefan Diggs needs to get out there was his brother Trayvon on Twitter. He was very much supporting his brother to uh, maybe head out of um, out of Buffalo. I'm sure he'd love the idea of him coming down to Dallas, to be fair. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's hard to hide the smirk a little bit, Johnny, being a Jets fan. You're now on their heels. You're four and five. They're five and five. If they had to make a change, it doesn't mean this change is going to work. Um, do you think this... Do you think this might be the spark that then sets them up to to make a good Super Bowl run, or or is this maybe is going to be teaming problems after this? And with you guys looking for in your defense, that uh, you're going to be snapping at their heels. Um, yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a, it's a change that, like Andrew was saying, that needed to be needed to be made. Something needed to to happen to, to you know sort of galvanize this team, and um, hopefully this is this is something that will spark reaction out of. The players, I think, in, in this game, the the Broncos were able to to completely shut down Josh Allen, um, which I don't think we see, you know, very often. Obviously, you know, he gave away, um, I think, three interceptions um, last night, which you know is obviously becoming quite a regular thing in in his game. He's the you know NFL leader in in passing interceptions, but we always expect him to put up big numbers um and i think the last couple of weeks we just haven't seen um you know the the the, the progression that that we sort of expect he's you know like i said i think he's having a little bit of a, a, a semi meltdown crisis um which obviously isn't helped by you know the the defense obviously being um, scuppered by by injuries. I thought the you know were okay yesterday. Um, having watched the highlights, and I think you know they did enough to to potentially win the game. Had it not been for um, a complete um, you know a bit of mismanagement right at the end with 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 twelve people on the field for the um, for the field goal. But um, yeah, there are still you know, seven games left in the season. I, th- I I you know I expect the Bills to be in the playoffs um, um i think they're a better team still than the than the jets unfortunately um because of you know their their offensive ceiling but yeah at 5 and 5 this this team feels like you know they're in serious danger of of, of having slipped out of the the super bowl championship window um and yeah something has to change and i think you know that the decision today to to fire um to fire dorsey i think is um is something that could 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 hopefully spark that um, um, you know re- reignite the the the, the skill set that we with long associated with with Buffalo and the explosiveness that we see from Josh Allen. Can I just jump in there quickly? I've got a question to jump on there for Johnny. Uh, obviously, you said you think the Bills still are uh, a playoff team, but with their record that they've currently got, they've got uh, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Dolphins all still to play. Do you think that? Um, their record's going to be good enough with the likes of the teams that are snapping at their heels, uh, like the Steelers and Bengals and people like that. Uh, do you think they're going to have enough in the tank to get to the playoffs? I think, yeah. I mean, the AFC East is is so wide open and I still have them as the, the favourites to win that division. I think 
you know, the Jets could be top of the the, the AFC East by this time next week. Um, I don't see that happening. I think, you know, I think our, our chances are, are all but done. Um, the Dolphins as well, I don't think have proved yet. I think they're, you know, they're building into a team that's um, a better. Yes, I think that the Bills have a, have a difficult stretch, but I fully expect them to, to, to win their divisional matchups. That could be enough to, to, to scrape in through, you know, the, the ACE. So, you know, I think there hasn't been, you know, obviously they've got a, a difficult running with like the likes of the Chiefs and the Eagles. I'd still expect them to be competitive in both of those games. And, you know, if they can scrape a victory um, uh, against one of them, I, I, I think that'll, you know, push them into a, a great sort of contention to, to win the East. Um, but, um, yeah, I certainly don't expect them to be. Um, contending for the Super Bowl this year. Um, but yeah, I don't think we can write off the Bills um, just yet, but they are definitely heading in the wrong direction, which we talked about, like you say, Andrew, for, for a, number of re- a number of weeks. It's a fantastic question, Andrew, because it's literally exactly what I was just going to ask. <laughs> when, the, when the next three games are against the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, then they play a Chargers, the Chargers in... Um, Sorry, if that's in Buffalo and I can have a side on Google which way around it works because obviously it's different for, for our regular football. Then they've got the Patriots uh, and then the Dolphins. I mean, it's a, it's a hard slate. It's a real hard slate. I would, I, I, I'm not one for usually betting against the Bills, but it could well be that, that, that they do slip out this year, especially with my mighty Steelers snapping at the heels. I'm snapping at the heels, we're saying too much tonight. We, we are, we are there. Um, Adam, a bit of criticism coming to Josh Allen's way. Um, rightly so. I mean, some people have said that he's just a bit of a better Big Ben. Um, that's what's been on social media. Um, I don't know whether I find that critical or not, but um, do you, I, I mean... We do find when teams are losing, someone takes the flight. There's always, there's always someone. There's always the scapegoat, isn't there? Rightly so, sometimes or sometimes not rightly so. It can be their coach, it can be the owners, it can be the quarterback, it can be a coordinator, and it has fell on the coordinator a lot. But has Josh Allen got to take some of the blame for this? I think he's probably got to take a bit of it. I mean, he's he has clearly regressed a little bit. Um, he, he's not quite as good as what he was. Uh, last year however you know they have got injuries in the defense and that is causing massive problems as well so I I think if if you start losing like really big name players like Matt Milano that's going to have a huge effect on your defense and it it kind of it's a bit of both Uh, to be honest I I think they're kind of struggling in many areas Um, but it's obviously Allen isn't isn't helping the situation because he's not performing to the level that he um, he can. But he's, you know, he's still a quality quarterback and he's still doing really well. It's just that he's not at the level that he was last year. But if you take away a couple of really important pieces from this team, you're going to start struggling. It's like most teams. And I just feel like that's what they've, the problem is with the defence for them. I, I really don't, I don't think they get in. I, I don't see it at all. Um, I, I think that the, the five and five disappointment of Joe Brady feels as well as he did at LSU. Um, he didn't do great with the Panthers when he was there. This feels like desperation. Like they're, they're, 
they're desperately trying to keep this Super Bowl window that they believe that they're in still open. And it, it's just not really, you know, I'm a Packers fan. I know when it all goes wrong. So it's like <laughs> our, our window closed a few years ago. We tried to keep it open. They're doing exactly the same thing. And, and so it feels like it's going to be very difficult for them to do it. If you look at that Dolphins schedule, it's not that hard when you look at it. There's there's games there that they can win and, and should win. So you're talking about uh, basically a, a wild card slot. I mean, I don't know how the Steelers are six and three. It's beyond my <laughs> logic, but they are. And they keep winning games and they're not going to stop anytime soon. But you've got the Browns, you've got the Texans, the Bengals, mm. the Colts. They're all ahead of them at the moment. You know, th- this is the thing. So I just, they'll win games. And but that they really scream of like uh I know you can't be eight and eight anymore, but that's what they scream of. They scream mm. of a five hundred thing. And I I just don't don't see where they where they get it. And you know, you're mm. losing at home to the Broncos who have not been great. They've improved in the last few weeks, but they've not been great this season. That's a tough loss. And I get why they've fired Dorsey, but it does feel like desperation. Mm. Andrew, given now we're sort of saying, well, argument that they could make Super Bowl run, maybe not. If they don't, they go five hundred. Is that is the door shut? Is it time for is it time for some a, a bigger change? Because they seem to get bad injuries most year to a big player. Von Miller last year, White, the quarterback's been injured multiple years. Matt Milano's a massive, massive loss because he's their quarterback on the defensive side. You then you come into the next offseason, you've got a disgruntled Stefan Dix. You've got you know, an aging roster. White's no spring chicken, neither's Milano, neither's that offensive line, really. Um, it, does, is, does, is that then the spark that is like, well, sort of shut now because we've had about a four-year window here where we really could. And, we, and we've had a good go. We've had a good go every year. But if, is, is, it, is that it now for them? Yeah, I think that they're going to then have to rebuild and they're going to have to rebuild a new culture there, aren't they? Uh, Because they will move towards bringing in, if they do get rid of McDermott, an offensive-minded head coach, someone who can restructure that O-line, someone who can get a run game going. And it's something that they've not played over this period where we've been saying they're in touching distance. So someone's got to bring a new culture a new way of playing and a new style. And that's going to take a little bit of time. That is, that's not going to happen overnight. That's going to take a season, maybe a season and a half before that starts clicking, uh, especially with the fact you're going to have to uh, look at the recruiting process of what type of players you've got to bring in to do that uh, and how that looks, especially when you've got some, like say, some older guys that you might be paying uh, some big money. Obviously, you're paying your quarterback quite a bit as well. So this is going to have to be done through youngsters through the draft. So that doesn't. That's not an overnight thing. Everyone takes um, a season and a half when you're a, when you're a rookie to sort of find your way. So uh, I think uh, I think they'll stay in the mix and they'll stay good. It's not a complete reset. It's just going to be a new culture and a reset on how we're going to see them uh, play football uh, and that offense. Because I think the defense has got the the older minds to stay good. Hmm. 
Well, uh, we'll move on to another game. So the Chicago Bears beating the Carolina Panthers 16-13. to I mean, made them very happy they got the win and the Panthers got the loss. And the, and the Bears have their pick in the draft as well. Obviously, there's a huge discussion at the minute about that number one pick. There's the emergence of the, these really great quarterbacks who are coming out of college. But the question then poses, if the Bears did go quarterback, what would happen with Justin Fields? It doesn't mean they necessarily will go to the quarterback um, to the quarterback position in the draft. But some of these guys coming out, I, I, I can't miss guys, really, for, for, for the most part, at this quarterback position. And there's a fair few of them this year. So then the question poses, what do we have with Justin Fields? What could happen with him? I'm going to go to Adam for this, because at the minute, the Bears, um, just quickly getting up their, their record, they're three and seven. Um, you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna have the number one pick probably at this point, unless the, the, the Giants... Unless the Panthers come back a little bit and the Giants continue to lose, and then there's a bit, there's there's that they're going to have two top ten picks. Um, the, the 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 conversation is going to come up surely about that quarterback position. Um, what can you see next for Fields? Uh, he's going to be leaving Chicago. <laughs> um, it, look, the Panthers are a bad team. I mean, the, the Bears are a pretty bad team. And the fact that they could only put 13 points up against them, they're going to struggle. So chances are Panthers will be the number one pick, which means the Bears will have the number one pick. They're not going to... They've already traded away the first round pick from the previous draft. They're not going to do it again. If they do it again, that GM is going to get an absolute ear bashing for doing it. It's going to be a nightmare. So they're going to take someone. And Justin Fields is going to be on his way because if you've got the number one pick, you're taking Caleb Williams and that's kind of the end of it. So I personally think he's just going to be at another team. I, when you look at teams, I mean, we came out and said at the beginning of the season, Arizona will probably take the number one pick because we all thought they were going to be really bad. And Kyler was going to be the one who ends up moving. Now, you look at it, they're not going to have it. Kyler is pretty okay, considering it was his first game back for so long. So, I think Fields is, is definitely going to be going. Um, I've said Atlanta, because that's where I said I thought Kyler Murray would end up from the, if Arizona had the first pick. So, I think Atlanta are the obvious team that desperately need a quarterback that is a much more talented than what they've got and I think the fields is capable of doing that but not only that with Atlanta with Arthur Smith who you know the the ownership have come out and said that they they see him there for the future and they want to keep him there he he fields runs that's all Arthur Smith wants to do is run the ball that's all he wants to do so now you've got multiple options of like not only having Bijan Robinson, and if you want to keep Tyler Algier, you can keep him as well. And you can have a quarterback that runs as well. And it all kind of makes a little bit of sense. And, you know, they, they're not going to be in a position to go and get the top, top quarterback in the draw. So Atlanta seems an obvious choice for Fields. Well, Johnny, do you think that Fields has played at a level where a team is going to trade for him and he's going to be their starting quarterback? Because I think that there is a certain style of which he plays, which some teams are are not fond of, but also at the same time, it is a very modern way of the way the quarterback plays. And there's also certain teams that I don't think will fit 
his style. Um, they need to probably improve more on their O line and and things like that for field. So is there is there a chance that he could get moved and, and not even be a starter and be a backup somewhere? It's an interesting interesting point. I think last year certainly we I think we saw enough to assume that Justin Fields was going to have. Um, well, a fairly long future as as the quarterback in in Chicago, but I think this year with the you know the transition to develop him into more the passer, his you know awareness of the pocket hasn't been you know at a high standard at all. His sack rate's completely um, shot up. He's you know obviously incredibly athletic and his explosive playability. Um, you know who wouldn't want that on their team? Um, but yeah, I, I tell you, what, I think he's you know accustomed to a, a particular type of system particularly you know like what we saw from Lamar Jackson he's obviously on the next level um, as a as a passer um I'm not sure where I, I do think yeah like like Adam says he he if the the Bears are picking at number one um you know I know how much Adam loves to accumulate pitch himself, um, picks himself in in that sort of <laughs> position but I can't imagine Ryan Poles will be doing exactly the same he um yeah he's got to take one of the guys you know Kelly Williams or, or Drake May who who seem to be you know either one of them could be a number one pick in 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 any of the last the drafts of the last five ten years um you know that's that's the sort of play that you have to make as a as a um, as a general manager and I, I don't think fields has shown enough you know I do think he you know he can go into a position as a starter particularly with you know the quarterbacks that we've seen start this year um where could he go I mean obviously there's openings in Atlanta, which you know he's a Georgia lad, seems the seems an obvious choice. There are going to be openings in 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 Minnesota, um, depending on on Aaron Rodgers um, his comeback potentially the Jets. Um, I don't know. I, I Atlanta just seems the most appealing. It's the only one I can really think of. Um, you know, he he seems to be a you know Atlanta molded um, um, quarterback. You know, obviously talking about you know Michael. Um, Michael Vick's reign um, there. Could he become, you know, something similar? Um, it fits for both parties. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's one of those, I suppose. But yeah, his 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 future's not in in Chicago. I don't think. If only if if the um, the Bears have the number one pick. Um, if they don't, then yeah, the, we can you know I think continue to build around Justin. But there becomes a point, and obviously injuries haven't been him this year, but he's he's not shown at all the progress as a as a passer um, that the that the Bears are looking for. I feel like some of the things you said, Andrew, might strongly disagree with you about because he is the hero of Ohio State, and Andrew does have his Ohio State tinted glasses on sometimes <laughs> with old Mister Fields. What's your reaction to both of these guys, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm in agreement with the fact that if uh, Bears are there to take one, I think they will. Uh, so Fields was there when this new team of uh, coaching staff and guys landed there, so they kind of just had to roll with what they got and see if he could work. I think if they want to keep their jobs and stay there, they've got to go, look, that wasn't our guy. We want to move on. We want to move in this direction and I feel very sorry for uh, Caleb Williams. If it's him that has to go there and be nurtured and cared for and trained by these guys that can't do it with Justin Fields, because uh, if you take away the struggles that he's had in Chicago and just look at him as an athlete uh, and how good his 
arm actually is and go back to the tape and and things like that i think there's definitely enough from him to say yeah somewhere else that guy could could really really work we've seen it with other people haven't we uh cousins moved Tannehill moved you know they 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 got success elsewhere so i think that fields can do exactly the same if he goes to the right team uh we'll see him maybe uh maybe strive i've got a different team in mind of where i think fields might land but uh you know i feel like atlanta depending on where they fall in the draft they might be in a position where they can get uh bo nix or michael Penix or something like that if they wanted to i feel like uh seattle uh, going to be in a position where they're not going to get be able to get one of those guys. They don't have a second round pick because they gave it up to the Giants, so they can't wait on a Jalen Daniels or or someone like that in the in the or Quinn Ewers in the second round. And we know Fred because we met some Seahawks fans. There's unrest and people. A lot, apparently, a lot of the guys are saying they're out on Geno. The, the fans don't want Gino as the quarterback. So you could bring Fields in, sitting behind Gino. If they're going, no, we're out on Gino, you could roll him in and away he goes mm-hmm. in a team that loves to run the ball, has great offensive weapons. You know, Jackson Smith and Jigba's there. Um, they've got their O-line sorted. They brought in their two youngsters and Charles Cross and, and Abraham. So I feel like there's potential for him to to work there and 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 have maybe have some success. I don't know. Adam looks very confused at that. No, I was I was going to try and guess it. I was just I've been looking at the other teams. I was thinking, what about the Buccaneers? The the fact that I, I think they like you've got to remember with the Bucks, they went for Jameis Winston, didn't they? So they do like that kind mm-hmm. of quarterback, and I do I just like their Russian quarterback. I just wonder whether. They've Maybe got a lot of issues there. I mean, I mean, yeah. realistically, we are talking about as well because he is—he—he he is coming to a con. He's—he's not—he's out of contract, isn't he? At the end of the year, so yeah, yeah. No one's going to have to if he—if they were to pick quarterback and he left, it, he, then no one's going to have to trade their picks. It's all then about money. And then yeah. I know I've got the money up here, but because well, I can have a look at it in a minute. But the teams that scream out, I think, are the Falcons, obviously, the Commanders, um. The books, the Raiders, probably the Seahawks as well, because I agree. I I'm out on Gino as well, and was never really in with Gino. I thought he played very well, but I didn't think it was ever sustainable. Um, I think you could argue the books, but I think they're in on Baker. So Titans now, with what you would say, Titans maybe a couple of weeks ago, but now with Will Levis and how he's looked, and plus as well, they have just been going mental with the quarterback position as well. So they that would be a, a incredible. Well, incredibly bad image for for the for the franchise to have like signed four quarterbacks in the past like two years. Um, I don't know. I check out the money. What do you think? What do you think about the ones that you haven't mentioned, like the Raiders, for example, or the Commanders? I mean, I, I would just feel sorry for anyone who ended up at the Raiders. But <laughs> you don't think that there's a potential for that? But um, yeah, Garoppolo signed, isn't he, for another year? Um, but doesn't have to start. Fields don't have to start. start. Yeah, possibly. possibly. I don't know. It, I, I think it's a really difficult one um, this year because there's so many quarterbacks coming out of this year's draft that are really good, and mm. and a lot of people are just going to go. I'll just draft one of them, and that's five years. If you know, if you take them in the first round, in it, where you you don't have to pay them free agent money. So mm. I, I just. 
I do wonder if um, if any quarterback might find it difficult this year to, to move across to other teams. Yeah, I reckon I mean, anybody within the top 20 in the draft uh, is likely to yeah. get um, either Caleb Williams, Drake May, um, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, or JJ McCarthy. So uh, that's as far down as you're looking at, at where you need to be in the draft to have a gamble on one of these guys coming out of college. I mean, when I've just gone to over the cap and I've got the 2024, um, I, I over cap tends to be really good. They tend to be quite accurate as well. Um, the, I mean, the Seahawks are probably going to have 18 mil free, which is actually in the bottom third in the league. Um, I don't think... Uh, out, if, if they traded away, uh, if the Seahawks traded away Jamal Adams, would that free up a load of cap space for them? Because I reckon they'll move off of him. Uh, there's potential for that, I suppose. Hmm. I don't think, I can't think who else they really, it could move off Tyler Lockett. No, I think he's there for the long haul, isn't he? He's a Seahawks boy, isn't he? They wouldn't want to ah, do that to him. They want to let him retire there, I think. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. They've done to other people. So um, who else did we say? We said the Fal Falcons have got a lot of money. Falcons have got 50 million. Yeah. So they're going, they're going to be in a very good position. Obviously, the Titans have got like an insane amount of money because Tannehill, I think, is out of contract. Then they're, pay, they're not paying a big money for two of the quarterbacks within there. So they can just fill their roster with talent and hope that, that Will Levis is riding, you know, is the future. Commanders have a lot of money. Commanders have a lot of money. Mm. They've got 89 mil. I mean, we've got a member after free agency. There's free agency as well, but. Is is Justin Fields enough of an upgrade to what's to how Sam Howell's playing though to to you know warrant to give up one of those sort of premier picks? I'm 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 not Everything sure. I'm not sure. Andrew, Andrew is talk about poking the bear. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, and just to put it, I'm not, I'm not in the same breath that you said Sam Howell and Justin Fields. Are I'm not. I'm not saying that, that <laughs> Sam Howell is absolutely the answer in in Washington. I'm just not. I'm not seeing that they would worry. I mean, they could be in, you know, a position to draft a quarterback as well. Um, but yeah, it's, I suppose my question to Andrew is: Is Justin Fields a significant upgrade on on Sam Howell at the moment? <laughs> I think talent-wise, yes, but it's yeah. still a gamble because we're not 100 percent that he's going to clean up all of his, uh, his issues and moving away from Chicago is definitely going to make him the quarterback we think he can be. Um, but I think with Washington, you may as well stick with how, because you've got holes all over the show. Uh, you, you know, you need to sort out some edge rushers there and, and, uh, and really look at rebuilding completely. And I think how you're not paying him loads for the next few years. So stick with that and build the rest of where 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 else you're missing so um i'm not sure about that completely uh if washington yeah if washington were to look to again they're going to be in the top 20 as well so they might look at one of the guys out of college that they like the look of and and give one of them a chance rather than the gamble that fields might be yeah because if you look at if you look at the bar half just like because that's what might happen to fields which would be a great scenario it's going somewhere like seahawks for our a very capable team, decent deal. And I think that's more going to happen than him going to a very bad team because of the draft. Like, if you look at it, one and eight, Panthers, Bryce Young, not going to move off him. Giants, two and eight, 
paying Daniel Jones, not going to move off him. Patriots, two and eight. Doesn't play the style of football that New England want to play. And I don't think they move off of Mac Jones, just but maybe the move on to Bay is happy. And also they'll be in a place where they can draft a quarterback as well. Cardinals won't move off of Kyler. Bears will pick Caleb Williams more than likely. Tennessee, three and six, got some it and Will Levis won't move off of him. Rams, three and six. They're not going to move off of Matt Stafford, I don't think. Um, Packers, three and six, not going to move off of Jordan Love. Commanders, four and six, probably going to be in a good... You think, you think you'd stick with Jordan Love? Well, I reckon Giants move off of Daniel Jones. I think they get Drake May in. I think uh, the Patriots probably look at Bo Nix. Uh, and I, mean, also, I, think, I think they will draft. I, don't I think also think the Packers yeah. might be tempted by uh, someone as well. I, I just um, we we will only go for someone if it's Williams or May. I reckon. I don't think we'll go for anyone else. So we'd have to ride with a backup. But you trade it up to draft Jordan Love. Doesn't matter. It's three years ago. <laughs> the, the the GM Gutekunst has come out and said, hasn't he, that basically this is this is Love's. He's got ten games. That's essentially mm. what he's come out and said. And and oh, really? so if it if they're not happy, then they're going to be looking yeah. to move on. And it, it seems that that's just what they've decided to do. Yeah. No one's mentioned the Steelers. That's because well, you're too, you're too yeah. loyal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're a very, very loyal organization. You keep people around longer than you should. So yeah. you're stuck with Kenny Pickett for six years, mate. Winning games. Winning games. No, he's not. Yeah, I, I, I don't <laughs> think it's the QB that's doing it. <laughs> no, he's not. Don't patronize me with your Zach Wilson over there going, I don't know about you, but I, I really think he's got something behind that. Line. And you know, he's, now he's got Johnson Johnson back and he's looking good as well. And, oh, no, I, I, anyway, moving up the board as well, command, commanders could have Falcons, makes sense four and six. Buccaneers probably would draft, I think, over getting him in. Jets, not going to do it. Chargers, not going to do it. Broncos is an interesting one because I don't think it's working Russell Wilson and yet him and Russell are very similar players. They, they, can't, they, they can't, can't trade for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His contract kicks in next yeah. year, doesn't it? Russell yeah. Wilson has yeah. a big contract. And I think that Sean Payton, can I just take my, a tip of the hat to Sean Payton? I think he's done an absolutely fantastic job. <laughs> I think he's done amazing. I think he's getting, now we're getting to see him get the best out of Russell Wilson. So I can't see, uh, I think they're going to stick with that. Uh, and, and, and continue. I don't see them bringing anyone in. Could bring us back up. <laughs> I just don't think you would. See, this is the point. This is what so I was good. saying about free agent quarterback. I don't see the point of bringing in him, him in as a backup when you can draft one of these guys. And I'm not even saying like first round guys. I'm saying like second round guys, third round guys. There's, there's so much depth hmm. in this year's draft that there's just no need to do it. And so... It feels like with Fields, he has to be the starter. It has to be someone that, that believes. To play, to play a little bit devil's advocate, isn't there, for the most part, every three or four years, a really good pool of quarterbacks? Isn't there, really, these days? I'm not saying every year. There's definitely years where I, there's not I really think, anyone. Kenny I think year, there is. I think you're right that mm. there is, or every time we reach this point of the college season and everyone says that but based on what you're seeing from these guys it feels like they are a cut above 
certain mm. certainly the top two are a cut above and there's some really really good quarterbacks as well in like Penix like Bonix I mean Bonix to the Rams is an absolute obvious one mm. uh to to sort of come in sit for a year and, and basically be Matthew Stafford 2.0 so mm. I mean that that would make sense but they do feel like they're a bit I oh at least I think they look like they're a bit better than what they have been in the last few years next week adam because obviously my facial hair grows out so is andrews and johnny's got that lovely tash it's not happening, gonna... mate. It's not happening. No? no for all our for our listeners i suppose you can't see our beards and mustaches around but adam's bold no. as the day was born bless him yeah i'm gonna stay true <laughs> stick the course bill belichick style Love it. oh yeah i'm the grumpy <laughs> old git of the uh, franchise so no. <laughs> Right. Thank you very much for listening or watching. Andrew, Johnny, Adam, really appreciate it. Again, a huge thank you to everybody who we met in Frankfurt. Um, we really, really enjoyed it. We definitely want to keep in contact with you as well. Uh, and like we said to quite a few people, we're always happy to, for people coming our pod or us to go on others as well. So always hit us up. Thank you for your continued support. And we'll see you again very soon. <laughs>